Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Rick. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? For starters, have you drank any water? Thanksgiving was a few days ago. You used a whole bunch of fluids to digest that food. Did you aid your body with digesting that food with some water? Probably not. Stop being stupid. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my show. Give me five stars. Four, three, two, or one. Probably got hatred in your bloodstream. Last but not least, if you want to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that's goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. All right. Um... I just got to get off with the good news first. I feel like you guys deserve to know. I know I spoke about it on the show a multitude of times. I am now a renowned chef. Me and my cousin, we did what you had to do. And we cooked on Thanksgiving. And the food came out awesome. I'll tell you how I know it came out awesome in just one second. I got to set up the story. I got to get to laying the pipe, as they say. In, uh, in script writer rooms when you're trying to orchestrate the story, whatever have you, for the for the buildup. So I went out. I procured all of the motherfucking ingredients that I felt like we needed. I wrote a list. I checked it twice. One to see who was naughty or nice. All of my fucking family members were in the nice category. So I fucking bought brown sugar. I bought uh, the, the, the stovetop. I bought... Uh, motherfucking turkey I bought the yams I bought I mean I'm sorry I bought the sweet potatoes that wound up being the yams and also the sweet potato pie I bought apples I bought uh brown sugar I want some of your brown sugar oh, oh. I bought some of that um I bought a whole bunch of shit and then I was like all right I bought spinach I bought kale I was ready to gow carrots cheeses you know what i'm saying and 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 i bought the finest cheeses that a man could procure because i am that person i bought the the three cheese mexican mix mozzarella and um sharp cheddar right in in the block in which case i had to use a um what the fuck is it just called a cheese grater mad hard to wash cheese graters by the way but that's some other shit so i made all this shit and i'm sorry i didn't make anything yet so once i cleared the table and i made space and my aunt actually has something to cook turkeys in because my aunt has everything and we set up the scene and i made a checklist of what to do and how to do it it became abundantly clear to me that i never did any of this shit before right i even basted the turkey without taking out the um the liver and the turkey neck that's in a bag that's inside of the turkey didn't know that was in there i fucking bought a container i put the turkey after i washed it off and shit like that i put that shit in the container i basted the turkey i stabbed the turkey so the base can go inside of the turkey um i seasoned that water like crazily put mass seasoning in that shit let that shit sit for like 24 hours i put ice in the container so um it wouldn't just be room temperature water the entire time. I, I made sure I put mad ice in there. And I put 
all types of seasonings within the ice so because i know ice smells or whatever have you and it gets super watery and these are just things i'm doing as the time is progressing it's game time it's uh it's thanksgiving morning i'm like all right let's get it done my cousin made the cranberry sauce from scratch but she did that later in the evening we didn't have that that big ass pot you understand uh for the collard greens or for the for the ham haul and all that type of shit so my uncle came up with the idea to use the rice cooker and i was like really he was like yeah man it's the same concept and i mean you throw them collard greens in the shit you throw some chicken broth or um chicken stock in that shit you put that shit on soup mode that shit gets super hot and everything is lit i said word he said word and i said word so I fucked around, put the collard greens in there, I put the chicken shit in there, I put the seasonings in there. I I I I used the um tongs and I kept rotating the collard greens so all them shits can be simmering in that water and then that collard green juice. And I just put that top down. Ha, there we go. I took the turkey out, I took the turkey neck out, threw that shit in the collard greens, whatever, put the liver and shit like that, um, in the turkey baster i guess or the turkey maker something just a machine that's crafted to literally just cook turkey or ham or whatever you want to put in there duck threw the broth in there threw the shit in there i threw celery and carrots in there because it was told to me that celery retains moisture so in order for the turkey to be uh, moist you need to put celery in there i put that shit up in there along with the carrots and all that kind of shit um put the chicken stock in there um i put a stick of butter in the middle of it just so the shit can permeate throughout the turkey, whatever have you. Um, after a few hours of that shit basting into that turkey machine, I put a whole bunch of seasonings and a stick of butter in a pot. I um, I stirred it, and then I placed the seasonings all over the turkey. You know what I'm saying? I made sure I spread it out evenly, so the entirety of the top of the turkey can just taste magnificent. Um, after I I did all that shit with the rice cooker and whatever have you. I fucked around, got the cornbread. Now the cornbread, there was two types of cornbread we made. We made cornbread to eat on, and we made cornbread to mix with the stovetop stuffing. Something that my grandmother did, because my aunt, she's not losing recipes. You know what I'm saying? She knew to do that. And um, we also had some sausages that we cut up, so the stuffing came out amazing. And then with the cornbread, right? Um, as opposed to milk, I wanted to use sweet condensed milk so we can have sweet cornbread. Um, my cousin, because everything was happening at the same time, she put regular milk in there. And I said, fuck, son. I wanted to put the sweet shit in there. And she was like, well, I don't know, based off of, like, um, directions or whatever have you, is a cup of milk equal to a cup of sweetened condensed milk? Like, is it the same thing? You know what I'm saying? Do you incorporate it with the same type of strategy? Just because, due to the fact that sweet milk and regular milk aren't the same thing, do you put less? Um, do you put a cup of milk and then a cup of sweetened milk if you want to replace the regular milk? These are all things that we didn't even have the opportunity to do. So maybe for Christmas, I'm going to use a sweetened condensed milk for the cornbread instead of regular milk, and I'll use a cup of it. Uh, instead of a cup of milk, I'm gonna see how that comes out. But the that this cornbread came out fine. It wasn't elite, but it was alright. You know what I'm saying? The turkey came out good. The mac, oh the mac, 
oh let's start let's start talking about this mac now so a lot of you guys operate in this space to where you utilize a roux right where you have flour and cheeses and um some types of gravy and seasonings and you put all that shit into a pot you stir it up you let the cheeses melt in that shit whatever have you You keep stirring and then once everything is at a liquidy base you pour it into the mac right and then you want to do whatever you want to do to put it on top of the mac and cheese maybe some breading and that's how you make mac and cheese right that is not how i made mac and cheese because um that rule shit is just out of my pay grade. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So this is what I did for the mac and cheese, whatever. I took a pan. I took a pan and I put half a stick of butter at the bottom of the pan so nothing stuck to the pan. You understand? After I did that shit with the pan, I went to the pot. I motherfucking boiled the noodles so the noodles wouldn't be too soft but wouldn't be too firm for the mac. I fucking put all the I put half the noodles in the pan. You understand? After I put half the noodles in the pan, I took shredded cheeses, the three variants of cheese. I put the mozzarella cheese, so there was like five cheeses in total. I put that shit on the noodles, right? Then I took the other half of noodles and I put that shit on top of the noodles and the cheese and the butter. So now we have layer two. And then on layer two, I did that shit again. I'm sorry, I forgot my seasonings as well. Put seasonings on the noodles and all that kind of shit, right? Boom. Now we have layers and we have cheeses and whatever have you. I was told to use heavy cream. I procured some heavy cream. I poured heavy cream on top of the noodles and the cheeses so it can seep through. You understand? Then after I let it seep through, I, in the corners of the of the of the of the, of the, of the pan put more heavy cream not a lot because i know the rules did all that shit i let that shit marinate like so then i took some almond milk poured the almond milk but it's not like i was making macaroni soup just enough to cover the bottom because that shit's gonna cook within the noodle and within the cheeses you know what i'm saying you gotta do just enough so that shit can stop baking into the joint you don't want to fuck around and have watery ass mac stew so after I did all that, heavy cream, seasonings, almond milk, cheeses, noodles, butter. I put an aluminum top on that thing. I cooked that thing at 350 for about 45 to an hour. Once that shit was done, I took that shit out the fucking oven. And I said, ooh, your boy done did something. Your boy done concocted some whatnot. I almost forgot. I also put some onions in there. But I, but I, uh, there's a chopper. These niggas got a chopper in there. So I put, um, I believe I put sweet pepper and onion. And I chopped it, chop, 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 chop. It was almost minced. And I utilized some garlic as well. I almost forgot that. Chop, 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 chop. We already had minced garlic. Put that in there. Ha. Put this in there. Ha. Put that in there. Ha. Boom. Ha. But layer one. Ha. Layer two. Ha. Oven three fifty. Ha. Took it out. Ha. Cut into that thing. I put the thing in my plate. I ate it. I said, ooh, wee. I even packaged some up. Went to my uncle's house because my uncle is old. And this nigga did not cook. And this nigga hit me up earlier that day. He was like, yo, where's a good place for me to get some Thanksgiving food? I told him 
any neighboring diner might be able to service him. He said, the stuffing at diners be terrible. I said, you know what, uncle? This is a call for help. I got you covered. I'm going to send you some food, good brother. He said, I would greatly appreciate that. Went over to his crib. I had some drinks with him. I watched him eat the food. This nigga said, this food is perfect. And he didn't say that to give me a confidence boost because my uncle is very callous. If that food was garbage, he would have said, Tariq, I appreciate the effort. I, I'm, uh, I have a certain level of gratitude at the fact that you packaged it and brought it to my house. And I'm even savoring this personal time that me and you are having right now. But this food is trash and I can't eat anymore. He would have told me that. But he didn't. And I said, all right, cool, it's lit. So, yeah, man, that was your boy on Thanksgiving. We had sparkling apple cider. We sat and ate as a family. Um, I did what needed to be done, man. I was very happy about that. Your man knows how to make mac and cheese and collard greens and yams and shit now. I feel like a true black man. You understand? But while I was at my uncle's house, um, he always has, like, these cool one-liners, right? And, re- like, regarding, like, people, how they might view my show and he, uh view my show and then how they'll also view me because of my show and he related to the three the three blind people and the elephant and i was like what the hell is that and he was like well there were three blind people and they went to various parts of the elephant one person went to the trunk one person went to the midsection another person went to the butt and each person was asked to describe what they felt this nigga is a genius right so another thing he told me was I was telling him like yo man I'm really trying to figure out and navigate what I really want to do but I don't have a particular thing that I want to do but I just know I want to do it and I'm ready to work so hard to achieve the goal but I don't have a particular goal and this shit is frustrating should I get a job should I just succumb to just being a regular man um but I just feel like I'm destined not to be regular he's like the one thing you don't want to do is when your show blows up because he puts this confidence in me when your show blows up you don't want to end up like the dog in the car. I said, what's the dog in the car? He said, well, when the car drives away and the car's on the street, the dog chases after it. But when the car stops, what does the, what does the dog do? The dog doesn't know what to do after the car stops. Snake, the dog completed the goal of catching him to the car, and now what? And that will be you unless you get the plan together. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was my Thanksgiving all in all. And in regards to these dreams, right? As I said in the last episode, I want to make a mixtape, right? I want to rap. I want to I want to see what I can do creatively. What can I offer? And I remember when I was watch, watching the Jack Harlow What's Poppin' video, right? Looking at this white dude. And I'm like, oh, these these bars aren't necessarily hard like you can craft this if you have a little bit of wittiness and all he's doing is staying on beat he's rapping at the same tone there's not too many theatrics in regards to the lyrics and doesn't look like he's using a whole bunch of breath control i think i can do this right i sat in my bed and watched a man that's been putting hours and hours and hours into his craft make it look easy and in turn i thought it could be easy to do and as I'm writing lyrics, writing lyrics is not the easiest thing to do when you're first starting out. You're looking at all these other people that's been rapping for way longer than you think, but they just popped off whenever they popped off. And you think 
that you can do it because you're seeing someone else do it. I'm like, oh, they can do it. So can I. And in regards to me and rapping and looking at Jack Harlow, I feel like that's what happened to Nate Robinson. I feel like Nate Robinson had a little beef. I don't know how you have a beef with somebody named Jake Paul or whatever his nigga's name is, some YouTube dude. And he looked at him and he saw that he was white. And he was like, oh, I know he's fought before, but I don't care how much training he does. Like, if he can do it, I can do it. I'm Nate Robinson. I'm a world-class athlete. I've been paid millions of dollars for what I'm able to do with my body. So there's no way that this dude will be able to beat me because he sat in his bed. He watched YouTube, same way I did. And he probably thought to himself, I can do that too. So when this nigga Jack Harlow put the punishment, put the punishment on this nigga, and when my friends was telling me while I was watching it, like, yo, this nigga Nate Paul, I mean, Nate Robinson is about to get killed. I didn't believe it because, you know, with, with being black, you have like this blind faith that you're able to do anything and you can conquer anything. And if you put your mind to it with no actual training, you'll just naturally be able to do anything. But that's not how this works. It's not like me making Thanksgiving dinner, bro. This nigga, Nate Robinson, got hit so hard. He should not be, he shouldn't even be on IG like, yo, man, I appreciate the shout outs and the wishes. You know, I'm fine. Like this nigga should be dead. He hit him, not the first time, not the second time, the third, the knockout. This nigga only connected on eight punches, and three of them were knockdowns. In that last punch, son, I don't even know. Like, the fact Nate Robinson is alive, we all have to applaud that, son. But what was this nigga thinking? Like, when I was watching him, due to the fact that Nate Robinson is six years older than me, uh, we are both... We've both reached the milestone of being 30 years on this planet while being black, right? So, without me knowing anything about him, without knowing his backstory, where he's from, his parents, his friends, whatever have you, I do know he operates in the space of being a black person in America. And when you're a black person in America, and you've been in your shared amount of fights, and you've been in a position to where you have to defend yourself versus niggas, oftentimes you're... You're fighting someone else that also isn't trained as a fighter, right? So basically, you're going with your natural ability versus his natural ability, and you start to scrap, you start to get it shaken, right? And the reason why I'm being so long-winded with saying this is because you can tell when Nate first got hit with that hit, and he started rushing in and played absolutely no defense the whole night, he did what all black people do. He wanted to punch him, punch him, and then grab him and slam him. That's what black people do. That's how black people fight. We punch you, punch you, punch you. Once we see that you get out of the hand, we get your midsection because nobody really um, works on legs. We try to scoop you and we try to slam you. And then it's, it's ground and pound and mound at that point, right? But Nate Roberts couldn't do that because he has gloves on, right? And he's in a ring and there's a ref. There is no hood niggas be like, yo, chill. No, 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 brother. You have rounds to prove to yourself. That your hands are better than this man's, or you can defend yourself against the opposition's hands. And he did none of the above. This nigga got hit so hard, bro. I was I was like, Woo! I'm not even talking about like the first or the second one, because I didn't think he was gonna be able to the ref should have been stopped that fight. That's off the rip. But when this nigga Jake Paul 
hit this nigga with that three piece, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was, just watch that fight again, son. He, his his out of the eight hits that he landed, he hit three in a row. And with uppercut, hook, hook, son. This nigga hit this nigga. Boom. I'm sorry. I think it was uppercut, left jab, right hook. And son, I was like, nah, bro. Nah, bro. This this nigga Nate Robinson didn't lead. He didn't read the room. You can tell this man didn't read the room. How are you going to get decimated by a white man was all this shit that we got going on culturally right now, son. And you brought the culture into it. This is for black people. This is for athletes. This is for everyone around the world. Know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to kill him. And he came into the ring with a Nate Robinson chain, playing basketball as his theme music, said that he was going to beat you up in front of your kids, or he told you to put your kids to sleep before the fight starts. He said he was going to beat you in two rounds. And he hit you with some shit and due to the fact i think those rounds are like two or three minutes in boxing minutes this nigga knocked you out in five minutes bro got you up out of here all we need to do as black people is we need to stop skipping steps remember how i told you my aunt said that i jump into 12 feet of water nate robinson as you can see is also the same way but when you're a professional athlete you've never done anything physically that you wasn't able to to perfect Dave Robinson could have went to the NFL as a corner he could have went to the NFL as a receiver he could have went to the NFL as a punt returner this is professional sports this is getting paid millions of dollars to do something he wound up getting his millions in the NBA this man is 5'8 and he jumped over Dwight Howard which is 6'11 for a dunk contest he's the three time dunk champion like everything that this nigga Nate Robinson has done to this point is is uh defeat the odds he shouldn't be able to win a dunk contest. He shouldn't be able to play in the NBA. He shouldn't be able to excel in anything professionally. So he's saying, like, oh, this is just something else that I can conquer that regards athleticism. But no, brother, this is not the same thing as running a pick and roll. This is a man whose arms are very big trying to take your head off. you got to play defense, brother. I know you can get away with not playing defense in the NBA if you can just fuck around and get 30 as well. But you can't. You it it can't be like the fucking um Donovan Mitchell and what's my man on the Utah Jazz Murray what's this nigga's first name Jamal Murray it can't be a Donovan Mitchell Jamal Murray situation when they was in the bubble and both them niggas had fifty that's not how boxing works if somebody has fifty you're gonna have eleven. And this nigga Nate Robinson had 11. This nigga Jake Paul, this nigga had 1,000, bro. This nigga dropped 1,000 on you. That punch, I felt that punch in my stomach. Shout out to Snoop Dogg, by the way, that not only was a judge, and not only did he provide color commentary, but he also was a performer. This nigga got three different checks. Shout out to Snoop. And I believe they need to hire Snoop to do all that shit. Like, anytime Snoop speaks... One, he's incredibly well-spoken and he's eloquent, right? And I know that only black people are referred to as well-spoken and eloquent. But he is really eloquent, you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of gender. And he's also entertaining and he's a fool and he has a certain twang in the way he speaks because he's from the West Coast and everything. Like, he's just dope. Like, I hope boxing looks at Snoop and tries to get him as a color analyst 
going forward. But overall, the um the Rory Jones and Mike Tyson shit, that shit was dope, man. And I called it. I fucking called it in the first round. Because Rory Jones, when he was at his peak, was between like 160 to 180, right? When he was going through weight classes or whatever have you. But this nigga Rory Jones is 200 pounds now because he's a 51-year-old man, right? So Tyson has been 200 plus pounds probably since he was 15 so he's comfortably at this weight meanwhile for roy jones this is new territory if i know this then someone who's won belts in every fucking weight class knows this so you can see this nigga roy jones is like all right tyson hits hard as hell what i'm gonna do is i'm going to jab and i'm gonna jab and i'm gonna throw hooks i'm gonna keep everything far and i'm gonna keep everything distant and once i see that tyson's about to put a combination together i'm gonna wrap him up and I'm going to do this shit for eight rounds. And I'm going to go home and tell my niggas that I held it down for Pensacola. And they're going to call it a draw. I called it. I fucking called it. I knew it was going to be a draw. I, I asked the niggas I was there. You can't ask them because you don't know who I was there with. But anyway, I said, this nigga's going to make sure this is a draw. He's going to get hit. He's going to make sure that he delivers hits as well. He's going to make sure he doesn't get knocked down. And if he can just stay afloat and not like not let Tyson... Hit him with some shit. Because that's Tyson, son. The reason why Roy Jones never threw real punches is because if you miss, that's your ass. That's, your ass. that's the thing. Mike Tyson was a brilliant counterpuncher. So he's like, all right, I'm not going to throw some shit and miss. Because if I miss, it's over. I'm dead. Literally. I will die with, with this punch. I'm 51 years old, and I'm not around nobody that hits like this man. So he knew this. Because I know this. And who the fuck am I? I'm a nigga talking to you on a podcast. So I called that that shit was going to be a draw, but um, the fight was exciting. Seeing two men not embarrass themselves, I didn't see any. But I, I was, of course, you see an erosion of skills, but you didn't see an erosion of will, right? You saw two men that understood that niggas are watching me. You saw two men that have faith. You have two men that have resilience. You have two men that have pride. And that whole time, like, yo, look how dope this shit is, son. Now, I wish this shit happened in, like, 1997 or some shit like that. But that's just not that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Tyson. Shout out to uh, Roy Jones. Shout out to Nate Robinson. Shout out to Jake Paul. And shout out to Snoop Dogg by being that nigga. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. I'm going to put fucking uh, sweet milk in my cornbread on Christmas. And I will speak to you guys tomorrow.